You're listening to the IFF TV podcast, presented by Paul Nealon. Oh, welcome to Irish Football Fan TV. I'm delighted to be joined by Luke McNally, currently on loan at Coventry City from Burnley Football Club. How are you this morning, Luke? Yeah, all good, Paul. Thanks for having me on. No bother, no bother. We, we we tend to kind of do this around this time of year and it's kind of coming up to the international break and stuff like that. Um, you're doing really, really well since your loan move. I'm not sure how long you're there now because we're into February, but um, you're having a good spell at the moment and we'll come to that. But I suppose for, for some people who may not know, know of your kind of football and journey, do you want to t- bring us up to speed on kind of where you started off and, and where you came through? And I, I suppose maybe just to start off where your love of football came from. Uh, yeah, was, I guess I was the same as anyone else. Like as a kid, um, always outside playing football, like anyone else. And um, I, uh, I grew up in Enfield uh, in County Mead, so I was quite rural. Like I, d- I didn't live in an estate with like loads of lads that could play football all the time. But we used to just meet up at the, at the Gaelic pitch, and uh, yeah, I was playing nearly every day and all all the way through the summer. And just good memories. Um, joined my local club, Enfield Celtic, then. Played there for a long time, to be fair. Played there till I was about 14 or 15. Um, just played local, really, um, where my dad was the manager. So that was really fun. It wasn't too serious. And um, I never really thought about taking it too seriously then until um, probably going to the Kennedy Cup and that with the NEC is always good. And um, just slowly progressed, moved on to Drogheda, um, played underage with them, um, had a couple of years there, and then... Pat's uh, 19s asked me to join meant there so yeah just through my younger days it wasn't as serious and then as I got sort of around 16 I started to put a bit more effort and seriousness into it and um, luckily it worked out for me really. yeah I was actually at the League of Ireland launch yesterday and um, uh, Sam Curtis was there from Pat's and he was just talking about you know the the academy there and, and so many players are coming through at the moment like obviously yourself came through and then you players like Dara Burns and stuff like that has gone on to MK Don since um what is it about the the Pats Academy that you know is producing such a conveyor belt and how what are, what are your kind of thoughts on the League of Ireland Academy because I suppose you you'd have been a graduate of it yeah I think I think the Pats one they they get a good pick of players I think what helps is it's not um they weren't fighting for titles as 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 much at the time when I was there. Um, they were more European spots, so there was a bit more of an opportunity for lads. I think lads did recognise that um, it would be much tougher to get into, say, Dundalk at that time. It would have been around 2018, 2017, around then. So when you're choosing a club, I think for young lads, they have to see a clear pathway through, and that was there, to be fair, at Pats, um, by Jamie Lennon. Um, year before me and there's loads of others really that came through like Sean Hoare was one like loads of them um, so I always knew that if if I did play well there was a chance um, and I wouldn't have to move on so um, as regards the league the the underage system I think is brilliant like I've played all of them like the 17s the 19s the, even the first division and the Premier like I've played I've done every jump really and they all worked out perfectly for me like just that natural progression all the time um and some people say about a 21s league it's it's hard to know with that i think it's good for it's good for a 19s player like i was to go out alone to 
say Drogheda in the first division uh, rather than playing the 21s league with one or two um, first team players and that so I think it's brilliant and now obviously you've got 15s and 13s now don't you so um, yeah there's, there's definitely a pathway there and I think you're seeing that now there's a lot more League of Ireland players moving over to the UK than there was before and not just moving over but doing quite well so um, I think it's I think it's very positive yeah yeah, we actually had a fan uh, drop us in a message. Uh, you may know him, Drogs Blog, uh, on Instagram, and he was just asking, you know, uh, were your three goals against Cabo one of your favourite moments of your career so far? <laughs> yeah, it probably was. I, that was a bit of a mad one. It was a playoff uh, semi-final in the first division, um, and I just ended up scoring a hat-trick, um, which was a bit bizarre. Like, um didn't feel real at the time. It still is a bit, a bit weird, even embarrassing. Like telling someone it's just uh, is a bit freaky. But yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, that was class. I never forget that one. To be fair, that was one of the best feelings I've had in football. And he'd be delighted with that. Now, um, he's only a young lad. That fellow who sent that in. But um, so talk to me because you went like you obviously you've had your fair bit of experience, and you're still quite young because you've obviously played League of Ireland. You've played in the first division again. That's you're coming going into men's football as well. Then you're back at Pat's and you get your move to Oxford. How was the the transition from the League of Ireland then to League One? It seemed to be from the outside looking in, it seemed to be seamless. But there's obviously so much more that goes into it. Like you're moving house and you're trying to have to settle in and stuff like that. But how how was the overall transition for you? Yeah, I wouldn't say yeah seamless. It wasn't seamless. It was. Um... It was very difficult to start. Like I moved straight into a flat during the, pretty much the back end of COVID, but still restrictions were strong. Uh, so I was in an empty flat. Um, couldn't go for a coffee, cinema, whatever you want to do. Like I couldn't do that. Um, couldn't car share. Like I was getting taxis into China. Obviously, I didn't have a car share. Just little things that were just like really difficult. Were you on um, your own, Luke? On my own, yeah. Um, family couldn't come over. It was tough the, the first season. I didn't like that. To be fair, I was I had injuries at the start as well when I signed, and um, I never really got in until the following season. So I signed in January. I basically just rehabbed and trained uh, till the summer, and then I started getting chances then. Um, but then, yeah, once I got in, I I done quite well. Like um, it took. It still did take me a while to get in. I was sort of chucked in, taken out, kind of. Um, they were kind of careful with that, and then, um, thankfully, the turn of Christmas in twenty 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 two was it? Yeah, just went well then. So um, differences in the league aren't actually massive. It, I think it depends how ready you are as well. Like some lads will say, "Oh, the League of Ireland is is so much better than League One," or some lads will say the opposite. It's it kind of depends on how ready you are. I think. Um. But League of Ireland is always a good like springboard for you. You for a centre half especially, like you're dealing with big strikers, athletic and they like to just, you know, deal with long balls and stuff like that. They're good at flick on. So all that really helped me, you know, I think, for League One. Instead of maybe coming through an academy and it all being pass, 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 you know, like League One would have suited me kind of straight away. I felt comfortable, you know. 
Yeah, because a lot of like Ireland internationals and stuff like that, have, you know, been, been in, like you had Ronan Curtis and you would have James McLean last year and uh, Will Keane stuff like that. So you you would have been coming up against internationals at the same time. Um, and I think that's just down to the strength of a lot of foreign players coming into the Premier League, and then that makes the Championship stronger than League One and and, and that way down. But I think a few a few uh, League of Ireland players I know have said that it's like the top end of the League of Ireland will compete quite well in the League One and maybe the lower end would struggle. But like that's just natural, I think, I suppose. Yeah, it's it's so hard to know. Like I, I was only chatting with one of the lads about this the other day. Like it's you'll never you probably will never know like um where like these teams will rank. Um but yeah, I think a good a good strong team in the League of Ireland would, would have no problem in League One, if I'm honest, but um yeah i guess we'll never know really well they should make they should make a, a cup competition or something like that and that's that, that's how you'll find out but obviously the, the need for it will have to be there um you're i suppose you, yeah for from your, the time you got into oxford then you never really look back after that it was kind of from your own point of view you know you were doing really really well going on a real upward tra- trajectory and um yeah you see i think you were getting in league one teams of the year you were scoring quite a bit uh, love a header. So, how how was the I suppose the the back end of last year for you? Yeah, I loved it. Like, um, just building up all these experiences. Really, like, like walking out in the stadium of light, like little things like that that you never thought. You probably never thought you'd do. Maybe when you're younger, like you dream of it, but never maybe believe that you could do it. Like, um, just walking up uh, and playing against Sheffield Wednesday, just big clubs. Um. Like Ipswich, scoring against Ipswich, like just class memories that you know, like that you remember forever, really, because they're the first sort of your stepping stones in in England. So, um, no, I loved it. I absolutely loved it, and the manager was good with me, and all the lads were class. Like, um, it would in hindsight, like it would be lovely to have played a bit more, but I knew that in football, you just you have to take your opportunities when they come, and um. But uh, no, really happy memories there, to be fair. Because I think, you know, you said there you didn't play a lot, but you obviously took your chances when you did play, and that obviously earned you the move then to Burnley. What was that like? Because, and everybody, when I I said that we were getting on, everybody was like, oh, Vincent Company, Vincent Company. Obviously, we know what a, you know, career he had, and you'd have been growing up, I'm sure you probably, as a centre-back, I'm not sure if you played there as a, as a kid, but if you did, you'd definitely be watching him, because at the time, he was, you, you wouldn't have got much better than him, to be fair, other than maybe Sergio Ramos or someone like that, but definitely, to learn from him, and, and to get the interest from someone who played in that position, what was that like, and what was the whole kind of process of getting the call, from your uh, from your own point of view? Yeah, it was very exciting, that I probably didn't really believe it, it was, it's one of those when you get a bit of news that doesn't sink in. Like I thought it was crazy, but uh, he just ended up bringing me in the summer, and I couldn't believe it. Like couldn't believe, like his voice answering the phone. Even thought it was mental. But did you uh, think it was a wind up? No, because my agent's quite serious. So oh, okay. <laughs> I did, I didn't think he had it in him to wind me up like that. But yeah, if anyone else had told me, I probably would have thought it was. Um, but yeah, no, he's to be fair, and he's you know, as time has gone on, he's he stays the same. Like he he doesn't get cocky with wins or doesn't go mental if we lose. Like he's very level headed, and 
Um, there's no ego really in him. Uh, just a really genuinely good guy and a really top coach as well. So, um, no, a lot of respect for him. But yeah, no, it was it was a mad time to be fair that that summer. Um, couldn't believe it really. Yeah, yeah, because uh, like. I just look at what he's done with Josh Cullen. Like, I think he's totally revolutionized Josh Cullen's, um, career. I think I would say now that Josh Cullen's probably Ireland's first name of the team. She, if you're looking at it and, and quite possibly Bernie's as well. And I think that just goes to show what, if you, you know, if he can, if he likes you and you do what basically he can nurture you, you can turn out very, very well. And obviously what a leader he was at Man City and stuff like that. So I think. I know you're you're at Coventry now on loan, but I think obviously your aim would be when you get back is to, to try and get in with Burnley. But to, to be able to learn off him is is definitely something that I'm sure a lot of people are looking at. Going, I wish I had that situation, and I wish that he was interested in me the same way he was with you. Like, yeah, definitely. Like, obviously, a massive privilege. And to be fair, I learned a lot from him. I think I'm obviously didn't play as much as I'd hoped, but um, I definitely feel. A lot, like I've progressed a lot in my game than when I was at Oxford. Really, um, tactically, like the the knowledge you get from it and how he progresses players as well. Like you mentioned, Josh, like uh, done wonders for Josh really in his career. But you have to match it with the hard work and be willing to listen. And, and that's what Josh done, and he's flying now. So um, yeah, you can see how good our, our team is. I don't know if you've watched Burnley, but like. Um, just the the domination in games, like it just gives you a great chance to to go and get a win in the end, really. So very strong, yeah, and very strong, Burnley. Yeah, I think it's <laughs> he's totally changed the style of of what Burnley maybe traditionally are, like away from Sean Dyche and the way he, you know, he's doing things as an Everton fan. Now I'm glad Sean Dyche is at the helm because he's doing the right things for Everton. But what Vincent Company's doing with with Burnley, I suppose in in some ways that suits you. That's the way you kind of play football. But are you happy either way? Whether it's you know long ball and, and you're just defending for for games, or are you happy with the not tiki taka, but you know domination of the possession? Are you comfortable in, in that situation where you're always on the ball and you know to play out from the back and stuff? Yeah, the, yeah, definitely. I think if you ask any player, they'd like they'd rather play in a team that keep the ball as much as possible, but. Um, we don't keep it for the sake of it as well. Like in the couple of games I played, we do like when there's a chance to move forward, they take it as well. Like it's um, it's not passed backwards all the time, but there's there's a purpose to it. So I think if you ask any player, they'd they'd really enjoy that system, you know. Um, and our lads are the same. Uh, just uh, just keeping the ball and stuff. That's why you play football as a kid. You don't, in all honesty, you probably don't start enjoying defending it's kicking the ball against the wall is where you start so yeah no it's it's very enjoyable yeah i just the good thing now is that obviously there's a, there's a good bit of interest now at burnley in terms of an irish perspective because we we had uh, players there previously jeff hendrick and stuff like that um stephen ward and uh you know uh, robbie brady too so i think now that there's a good contingent of irish players there josh cullen i know michael's there on loan now um obviously you're there and Derek costa is away on loan so hopefully next season all four years will be there um i think that kind of gains a lot of irish people's interest so that's why when when we got in touch with you a lot of people were like oh brilliant um you know and it's great to see burley have that big irish contingent back again yeah, they seem to do, seem to have that as that naturally grows with uh, 
with obviously past players from Ireland and that. So, yeah, it's it's good to have that. And I think uh, obviously Vincent Company being a manager has a big effect in it too. But um, yeah, no, it's definitely good to see you. Oh, talk to me about Coventry. Um, how was that when when did um, Coventry come in for you, or was it a case where uh, Vincent Company was like, "I want you to get game time. I want you to grow because I know Coventry have been struggling before you came in, and now you know you've kind of helped shore up the defense quite a bit." Yeah, it was just a nice conversation between both of us that uh, if there wasn't an opportunity to play um, uh, minutes, then. I, it'd be good to go out and loan and um, thankfully got a call from Coventry and um, spoke to the manager there and was, was happy with what he was saying and it was uh, yeah really delighted to join they're, they're a really good team and I know you're saying they're struggling but they are quite doing, doing quite well really um, and uh, yeah just went in there probably about a month a month ago or so just towards the end of January and um, really enjoyed it to be fair Um Championship is still, I guess, a step up for me in the sense of like I was a League One player last year, so um, I I didn't know what I was to expect really going into the championship. I knew it was going to be tough, but thankfully it's gone quite well so far. I've enjoyed all the games and um, we've picked up a couple of wins on the on the way. So um, we're kind of looking at hopefully getting into those playoff spots towards the end of the year and try to do as best we can. Um, there's a lot of teams in the way, but hopefully we just chase them down and, and see where we end up. Yeah, and you've got Sean Maguire obviously joined as well. So you've another Irish lad there to kind of help. But he, he, you know, he'd be there a similar enough time frame to you. Maybe you were there a couple of weeks before him, but um, it's good to have him there then with you as well. Because I'd imagine, did you have to get up and, and move everything? Um, I'm not, I'm not sure the distance of of Coventry and Burnley. Uh, yeah, the distance is t- is too far really to to live where I was. <laughs> so yeah, I was in in hotels really with and Shawnee was the same. Obviously coming from Preston, so uh, yeah, really handy to have him. Like we we just go off and get food in the evenings. The two of us would be on our own in the hotel, so we we go off and got to know him very well. And he's like such a top lad. Like watching him at Cork, um, all those years he's unbelievable. So it's cool to kind of like you know be, be saying about him now so um yeah no great lad it's good to have him yeah because it's for someone of his experience like you were saying there you, you maybe hadn't got a real taste of the championship and stuff like that obviously have him there and, and, and have him as a mate now will obviously help you going forward he has had his spells obviously with the international team as well um I know you'll probably play it down, but there's, you know, you're getting in teams of the week in the championship. A lot of Irish players playing in the championship, um, and you're kind of playing in in that back three system. If things keep going the way they're going, do you think that you may may be, you know, be within a shout at least on the standby list for the upcoming qualifiers? Uh, yeah, it's obviously the dream, like this to play, and it's not my decision. So there's no point in me. I kind of giving it loads of thought um hopefully that day will come whatever whenever it is but um i just have to continue playing well playing every week staying in the team and and doing as well as i can for coventry and whatever happens after that happens but um no there's there's a lot of good center backs as you know anyway um so i'm I'm not expecting too many calls soon but i I just need to keep um keep my form going and hopefully one day one day one day get in hopefully 
Yeah, I think it, it, the Ireland team at the moment is stacked of really good goalkeepers and really good centre-backs. And obviously, there's only so many positions that you can fill there. But I think in some ways, you're in a good situation now that you're playing in a back three. And how have you found from, from a back four to a back three? How, how has that been? Uh, I, I think you said it in one of your interviews. You know, you hadn't really done it, but how, how have you found the transition? Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. It's interesting. You, you do get an opportunity to step in with the ball. It's um, it's a position that probably suits me quite well, if I'm honest. The like right of a back three or even in the middle, um, it suited me well. So you you get an opportunity to go forward a little bit, um, to progress the ball and that. So no, I enjoy that side of it. Um, so. Yeah, we have a good bond at Coventry as well. I've um, Kyle McFadden playing inside of me, and he's he's really experienced. So, um, talking all the time that makes a big difference, I reckon. So, yeah, no, really enjoy the system. To be fair. Yeah. Um, well, look, I got um, just coming towards the end of this now. I just wanted to kind of get your thoughts on on what your suppose your goals are or ambitions for the rest of the season. I think you've already said it. It's to try and get Coventry into those playoff positions. Uh, that'll be a good season for yourself and, and maybe get back into the Burnley fold at the end of the season. Yeah, that's it. Um, all I can control is doing as well as I can really for Coventry and taking one game at a time. Um, and Yeah, we'll see, we'll see where we are um, with six or seven games left and, and see can we can we sneak in. So, yeah, it's an exciting time and um, yeah, we'll see what happens then as, as time goes on, yeah. Yeah, I think it's an exciting time around now. It's always a good run in towards the the back end of the season. Lots of games, and, and I suppose this is where you you earn your crust, as they say. Yeah, it's the business end now, so it's get this where it gets exciting. So um, yeah, no, I can't wait. I'm really looking forward to the next next two months or so. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, Luke. I just want to say a huge thanks for coming on to the podcast and giving your thoughts, I suppose, on the season so far. I want to wish you the best of luck for the rest of the season. Hopefully, you achieve all that you set out for the rest of the season. The IFF TV podcast, presented by Paul Nealon. Like, rate, and subscribe.